Hello and welcome to another episode of Unboxing Women, where we explore why women in business are often called such a bitch. My name is Dana Rex and with me is my friend Micah Rose and we are both independent recording artists and singer-songwriters based in Europe. You can listen to us on our YouTube channel and on your favorite podcast platform. And today's episode is going to be all about acting like a man. Does acting like a man as a woman get you ahead? Well, I mean, that's a big question. So um, we actually did a little bit of research, didn't we? We did. Because <laughs> um, there's been a couple of movies, because you know, obviously movies are the entertainment industry, right? So we were like, okay, let's review some movies and see what this actually does. Um, so what was the first one we watched? Lara Croft. It was Lara Croft. Yeah, so the yes, old version the, with Angelina Jolie. With Angelina Jolie, because mm. there's a new one about to come out or just came I think out. already We have to watch out. that well, one. Well, yeah. Anyway, so we watched Angelina Jolie first. Um, well, Lara, Lara Croft. And um, that one was interesting in and of itself. Um, Very. Because I'd never seen it before. I'd heard about like Tomb Raider and, and, and it being a, um, a video game and stuff like that. But um, I'd never seen it before. Uh, I thought it would be like Indiana Jones, but for w women, basically. I see. Which it's not. It's not. Maybe at one point we thought it was. Mm. And that's why... A lot of women, well, I used to play it on the computer as well. Mm. Um, but when I look at it now, this is the point that you made after we saw the movie, mm. is that she looks like a woman from a point of view of a man. What, yeah. what, what, well, I, it's, it's, how does that it's work? basically the male, um, gaze, the male, the male gaze. gaze, yes. So she was obviously as a video, video game in that time created by men. So yes. she was created as a woman in the male gaze. So she's obviously over-sexualized, yes. um, which is also very apparent in the movie. Um, but also she, what really struck me about this is that, um, Everybody's like, oh, she's such a powerful woman. She's she's great and blah, blah, blah. And and I looked at it and, and she's not allowed to be emotional. No. She's not allowed to raise her voice. She speaks in a very low, sultry voice. She never once in the movie raised her voice. No, and she doesn't get into discussions. There was one part yeah. where she has, she has like a, an IT guy and uh, he has to decode. So we watched the Cradle of Life one for people mm -hmm. who want to know because there are a couple of them. Right. Um, and so there's this ball that she uh, gets from this temple, cave temple that's underwater, whatever. Um, and he's decoding the ball. So she calls him and says, have you decoded it yet? And he's like, oh, but I don't know. And, you know, he's like giving all these excuses to not give the information to her. And she doesn't even... You know, there's no telling off. There's no going into discussions. She just says, can you just please send me the information? She says, why are we having, even having this conversation? Yes, she does. Yeah. So, and it's all very cool and calm and in a very low and calm voice. Mm. No emotion whatsoever. So she doesn't um, portray her annoyance with him that he's mm. not mm. sending it yeah. after her, the first time she asked. Because actually, she is he is working for her. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, not that every boss has to get annoyed. No, I think obviously. that actually is for me. That was a scene where I was like, okay, that's kind of powerful. Yeah, but like. Obviously, on the other side, that IT guy is actually being, sorry, spoilers, that IT guy is actually being held hostage by the bad guy. So that's why he didn't want to give out the information. Um, but then it was portrayed like she was being um, what should have been a strong scene of her being like, why are we even having this conversation? Just send it was then manipulated into being a scene where she was being like um, dominant and like uh, didn't even let him kind of uh, didn't let the IT guy wiggle out of it. Um, Dare we say bossy? Yeah, exactly. So it was like what should have been a strong scene turned into something that you could hold against her. Yes. Which is so wrong. And with the male gaze, obviously, the big boobs, the thin waist, mm. the nice buttocks, and, um, you know, her, her hair, she has uh, the, 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 the kind of warrior Viking braids. Yeah. Um, very long. Very, very long. long hair. Yeah. Very long hair. Mm. She gets it. Spoiler. She gets it burnt at one point in yeah, the pool. True. And then she walks around after, and the length didn't change, no. though. <laughs> So, men like long hair, apparently. Well, yeah. I mean, we already <laughs> knew that, but um, <laughs> but it's but it's, do you though? Please comment. Yeah, I think it's um, it's a load of different things. But that movie for me was um, it especially at the end. There's a scene where she like you were saying, oh, does she have to be emotional now? Does she have to have a moment of weakness? Because there was that her guy. Her boyfriend betrays yeah, her. Spoiler exactly. again. Oh my God, yeah. we have to put it in the title. <laughs> um, her boyfriend betrays her and that's the only moment where she stoically like has like two tears. Yeah. Just looking at him, not even saying anything. Uh, just, yeah, very stoic that's the only word i can say yeah. for it there's like well oh, she spent the oh, entire movie emotional. telling him i don't want to be with you i don't trust you anymore like why after having have that had that the entire movie would she even have feelings for him she hasn't shown any feelings for him in the entire movie and at the end she's supposed to feel bad yeah that's also weird right <laughs> yeah why is she all of a sudden dependent on him while the whole time it was kind of him running after her yeah trying to be with her yeah and now all of a sudden she's in love yeah exactly doesn't make yeah, any sense i didn't even think of that yeah. when we were watching it so basically that entire movie f for me as a summary was um women well obviously lara croft um she's still a very capable woman Right, she does things very. on her own. She's very independent. Martial arts. Um, she's allowed to do martial arts. Yes, she does everything a man does, but she's not allowed to. She's allowed to be sexual, but she's not allowed to be have any feminine traits. Yeah, I mean, uh, aside from traits. aside from her body. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So she's allowed to do martial arts, and but she has to be very cool. So there's no emotion. It, yeah, exactly. So it's not not getting angry, not being in love, not no no emotions whatsoever. Even mm. her tone of voice was very neutral the whole way, kind exactly. of like this, always yeah. talking like yeah. this, and never yeah. really getting any emotion. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's it, it's it's insane because that movie is basically the the 
entirety of what we mean when we say acting like a man because right now a load of people are being like oh act like a man and you'll get ahead in life two women they're saying that two women um and in a sense it is true because like acting more like a man will get you a, a more further in life right now than acting like a woman but is that really what we want to be portraying like do we really want to have to act like men like have to act yes. like men you can choose to act however you want but if we have to act like men to get ahead how is that we're, how is that okay how is that that's not okay because then we're not ourselves anymore are exactly we? we have to try and be somebody else to achieve something that that we want so the person that you are that wants to achieve this has to portray themselves as something different to achieve this is that not actually being an imposter i don't know i mean i found it i i just found it very interesting because i saw this movie um when it came out so i was a lot younger and i think with everything going on in the last couple of years um with the female revolution if we may call it that um it, you know it, it just my perception has changed and i'm like no i'm not doing this anymore i'm not going to act like you know like this martial arts barbie just you know because yeah because she you was think that's still sexy. expected to be good looking yeah and put together very right. put together yeah she was disturbingly put <laughs> <Sturbingly>, together yeah <laughs> so i mean if you relativize this oh, i don't know if that's the right word but if you put this in relation like it is made from a video game so the original kind of creation was already geared into this way and i think in general it's a good thing to kind of have a strong woman as a a, a kind of um role model to look up to however she is flawed because of these things because she's still over sexualized and she's not allowed to act female as a eh? video game she's written by men for yeah. men yeah i mean and angelina jolie is i i love her she's a great actor um in the video game lara croft has an even bigger rack Let's just say it that way. She, she has, and she's like the an hourglass, but like exaggerated, and mm. so it's clearly the the male gaze of what a woman hero should look like. Yeah. And I actually just saw um, a post on Instagram about. Um, I should have done a bit more research. I should have had a look at the uh, person who made this post. It just it just came up. I think in reels. Mm -hmm. Um. It was a woman who is a uh, painter or a, she draws and she drew a male Superman as, mm. as, as, how do I say this? I've seen it. You know. Okay. Yeah. So Continue. She, she draws um, uh, Superman, literally Superman, um, how women superheroes are drawn in comics. Yes. Yes. Right. And he has a massive penis. Yeah. A massive penis. And he's in penis. this great pose, like the hand in the hair yeah. and just kind of going, angling his body perfectly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, I actually sent that to you. Oh, it's you <laughs> yeah. that sent it to me. There you go. See? See how much like, I was paying yeah. attention. But yeah, God. so it's, it's, it, it's insane. I saw that and I was like, yeah, they're right. 
They're right. Yeah, and the ma- it was so dis- I'm sorry, it was so disturbing. The massive penis was like, oh my god. So I don't want to see that. Sorry, I don't want to see that. But that's the the boobs. So they make the boobs so massive. Yeah, yeah. And it's not. It doesn't fit anymore with the tiny waist and the big. You know, it's mm. we don't really look like that. But it's like also that. the facial expression. The facial expression. Because Being he like, was oh. looking super sultry. <laughs> oh yeah. my God, yeah. I'm so sexy like, and I'm a superhero. Yeah, but also like, <laughs> I want to pull you in, right? I'm so sexy, I want to pull you in with my looks. And I'm just like, yeah, that's how women are portrayed in comics. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's and either that or you're like the dorky next, next door girl with like glasses. Yes. And which is also like, oh anyway so putting that aside for a second because we didn't just watch lara croft right yes we also watched and oh god this was a hard one for me right (laughs) i do not watch horror movies so we watched alien yes right it's not really a horror movie well but well we had this. You can discussion. make up your own mind. Yeah. Well, we had this discussion. Uh, discussion, and at some point, she was like, "But you have to watch it because it's a feminist thing." <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, watch horror movies. It's a feminist thing." Yes. It's the best quote ever. Um. <laughs> watch horror movies. It's a feminist thing. Yes. Well, <laughs> apparently, with Ripley, it is mm. because the part was written for a man, and then they cast Sigourney Weaver, mm. and. All of a sudden, well, they it doesn't really make sense because they actually rewrote it once yeah. they cast mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I did some research on it and it said that uh, the whole crew of the spaceship was actually written as unisex. So any gender would be able to play any of the roles. And then they just did the casting and mm. they saw what they ended up with right. and they said okay this is great a great cast mm-hmm. and then they went in and looked at the roles again and yeah. adapted them yeah. slightly uh, I say slightly but there is one very very disturbingly so emotional mm-hmm. woman on the team that has always annoyed me in the movie mm-hmm. she has always annoyed me um, so there are two women on the team Sigourney Weaver being one of them yeah. who is very yeah. collected yeah and straightforward and also does not raise her voice actually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the other one is just an emotional wreck yeah it's like you go from one extreme to the other yeah basically yeah it is insane it's she's so emotional um and it, uh, the thing is, like, we were just saying, oh, but Lara Croft can't show any emotions and why can't she be emotional or raise her voice? And now we're saying, oh, she was too emotional and people will be like, you're being hypocritical. No, watch the movie and tell me that that's not exaggerated. Like, I don't know how I would react if I were in a situation where there was some alien or zombie or whatever chasing me because I would probably shit my pants. Like, I'm not going to be a survivor. I'm going to be the first person to die. I know this, <laughs> Right. That's fine. Okay. Know thyself. Exactly. Right? <laughs> but I don't know. Like, it, 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 it's... Why did they cast... Why, if all the roles are written as unisex, why did they put the woman in the role most of the person who one. was most emotional? Yeah. Why? Or did they rewrite it that way because or they had they cast a woman? It because yeah. it was just too much. People, go and watch it. It was yeah. too much i mean at some point when you're in shock you must something must kick in where you don't cry all the time yes when you're in mortal danger 
you will not make a sound. Yeah. You will not be there like, oh my God, oh my God. Because then you will be eaten by yeah, the alien. Yeah, exactly. And if you are, people, come on, if you are a space woman who has done all the tests and right? is like a scientist and right? has been like up in space for, what was it, 20 years or something, in cryosleep on this big industrial mining craft ship. I mean, I don't think that you would be that emotional. I think you would be more put together yeah. and uh, know a little more what the procedures were for yeah. any kind of emergency up there. Like, it's fine to see someone crying, be it a woman, be it a man. It's fine to see them get like... Because obviously, my first reaction would probably be, oh my God, there's an alien on board. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my yes. God. And then I'd work myself up, right? Yeah. But you wouldn't continue that way no. all the time. No, she, she was scared and in a panic and she's allowed to be... Yeah. But at the end, it was just, oh, God, I really have a problem with her. Yeah, mm, I've always yeah. had. And Sigourney Weaver, at one point, uh, so Ripley, her, her character also cried a little bit and stuff. But she was like pressing the buttons on the computer while, yeah, while she, she was, was like, so oh, shit, you know, I'm, she was functioning mm. and doing the thing because I need to blow Which up Which is actually spaceship. how I've done that before, like crying and actually doing and stuff doing, because yes. you have to and you have to get it done. And you're just like, I need to get this done. Right. Yeah. That's how you work. That's that's more. I think Sigourney Weaver's character would be a little bit more how I would function, too. Mm. Um yeah, I've I've actually had some some uh, emergency shit situ shit shit emergency <laughs> shit situations happen right where um I was there with a bunch of men and I was the cool and collected one and mm -hmm. I took care of the problem yeah uh, so somebody had an uh, had a heart attack mm -hmm. um and uh, uh, fell also hit their head on oh, something very no. hard and then you know were like half unconscious on the mm -hmm. ground. And having a heart attack and being like all bloody and it was, yeah. And I was a cool and collected one. I didn't like being in that position. And I, yeah. I, 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 you know, it would have been better if this had not happened. Yeah. But I was the one saying, you have to call the ambulance. Yeah. You shut yeah. up. You go get water. I was that person. Yeah. yeah. Afterwards, I was obviously yeah, shaking, shaking and crying apart. and like, oh my yes. God, I'm in shock now. Yeah. But I helped the person first. Mm -hmm. So I put that on hold all the emotions and everything yeah. to just deal with the situation first. And I think that is more what Ripley did as yeah. well. Yeah. Interestingly enough, so Ripley was actually cast, um, well, I don't know if she was cast that way, but she took the role of second in command. So when the captain Even died... third. Even third in command, I think. No, I think it, it was second was it in second? command. Okay. Yes. I didn't so, pay Oh, well, attention anyway, so basically no, either no. it was second or third, but all the people who were in command were actually outside the spaceship. And she was like, when they're off the spaceship, I'm in command. Yes. And then she, like her orders were disobeyed. Yes. And this isn't the only time that her orders were disobeyed. They were disobeyed later as well. Multiple times, Multiple times. People. So I wonder whether... This was already written that way. It probably was already written that way because it makes sense in the plot. Yes. But why did they put Sigourney Weaver in the place of the person who would be disrespected? Exactly. They kind of say in the um, review that I saw, uh, mm. that was kind of an insider review. So people who knew who were there, who knew what had happened right, with the casting. Yeah. They kind of said that um, they made her the survivor because nobody would expect an unknown actor 
also being a woman, being the actual survivor of the movie. Yeah, because it was her first big movie, wasn't it? It was her first big movie. Mm. She had done a lot of theater, but not really acting in a movie. She was 28, so not super young yeah. at the time, Yeah, which I love as well. I'm a big fan of Sigourney Weaver, by the way. Mm. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> she's, uh, I mean, uh, feminist things go. But at the end, she's in the pod. Mm, mm. leaving the spaceship and so she's starting to get undressed to go into cryo sleep yeah and then she has the tiniest underpants that i have ever seen it doesn't even cover her crack no (laughs) yeah it's literally like how all the others in the beginning when they wake up out of cryo sleep you see the men and they've got like long sh- they don't have speedos on no they have shorts. like long shorts, long shorts. L- uh, underwear because they're obviously in the cryo and their underwear for some on a some even reason. have tank tops on some like even, exactly just normal, right so the they're male covered. tank tops they are and she's got this teeny tiny slip of an underwear this is se- what was it 79 or something something like that yeah were, were, was underwear that small in 79 or is she just huge and uh, she's not huge no but i mean she is tall though yeah but, but it she's was, so it's, thin it's more because like I, I was saying this before and i've said this before low-rise jeans were made for people with no butt and no hips I yeah. can't wear yeah. low-rise jeans. And she does Forget have it. like very shallow hips, but even then, this underwear was made low-rise to fit yeah. in, right? So it literally it did not cover her butt. <laughs> and and the question is more what like who decided this and why? Why is she like she was? She was. Uh, I think she was undressing herself to get into cryo sleep in the pod at the end. Um, when spoiler alert again um, she um, I mean this whole thing is a spoiler but anyway um, she uh, notices that the alien is in the pod with her which I could have told her beforehand because she left the fucking door open (laughs) but anyway um, so uh, she realizes the alien is in the pod with her and she's in her underwear so she like but she was probably getting ready to go into cryo She was, because she just had put her cat into yeah, cryo sleep Yeah, exactly. As well. So that's probably why she was taking off her clothes. It wasn't like a... But she... she but then they sexualize it. Exactly. Well, she, yeah. ha- she hadn't been sexualized for the whole movie. Mm. And now she's taking off her clothes and you can see her butt. And it's all... It's very sexy. It's all very sexy. But there's an alien going to eat you. Is this the moment yeah. to be... Yeah. Sexy. I mean, the whole movie was like in the beginning, um, Ripley isn't even a big part of it. Um, like she doesn't have that many lines, really. Um, At the start, she doesn't. Sorry, I mean, there's drinking. There's not a lot of drinking. Yeah, there's not a lot of talking in the movie anyway. No, at the start, it's a lot you of don't, exposition and, and, you don't and, see her yeah. at all. It's about the guy, mm. um, uh, the late John Hurt. Mm-hmm. John Hurt is his name, uh, who plays Kane, who uh, is going to have the a- the alien attached to him right. and, and burst yeah. out of him. Because, yeah. I mean, you guys, spoiler, if you haven't seen Alien by now, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I hadn't seen it, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of stuff like that. I'm, I'm a bit of a geek. So, so Comic-Con, here I come. Who's <laughs> coming with me? Please comment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, she doesn't really have big roles until they come back with the uh, with the alien thing. Yeah, and she's like, 
I'm not letting this guy in. You no. need to observe quarantine. Yeah. You know, this is she he's infected by an alien life force. We cannot we don't know. You need to put in into 24 hours of quarantine. Also, after the fact the doctor lets them in because he's he has his own agenda. He has but, his own um, agenda. But um basically disrespects her orders, then they are in this medical lab and then when that guy wakes up and the uh, alien is suddenly gone, they just let him out. I they mean, how stupid open. can you get? They just let let this guy sit right next to them when he's just been infected by an alien life source. They don't know what is happening. Yeah. And he's at the table eating with them. Yeah. This is so, so weird. I mean, and especially where so she's so critical of it from the beginning. Yeah, right? and we're in the second year of Corona. So yeah. the moment they started talking about quarantine, it has a new meaning for us now, for mm. all, all of humanity. And we're like, oh, it is actually important. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we know what can happen. Yeah. So it was it was just weird. It was so strange. This is it's very unrealistic. I mean it's a horror movie. It's meant it's to obviously. it's like all like it's all like all horror movies like why are you going outside? It's like why are you letting this guy out of quarantine? It's the <laughs> same it's the same thing. It's like the horror movie with the six teenagers. And then they all go somewhere. One goes to the attic yeah. and one goes to the cellar and yeah. one goes outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, they all die, right? Yes. So That's what you want to get at anyway. So yeah. that's basically why. But yeah. obviously it's it's, it's not still, a realistic it's, situation. No, but it's, it, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think she as a character, um, I think as a character was strong, as a female character was strong. But again, she wasn't super emotional she acted exactly like a man would have yes that's true so no um, emotion and then she was a little bit sexualized at the end exactly so my problem with this i don't have a super big problem with her but i do have a slight issue with it because my issue is more if they wrote all of these things as unisex why did they put her in the role that was being disrespected like they yeah. could have had any of the others survive, technically. technically. They didn't have to have the person who was second in command and being disrespected um, be the survivor. It could have been any of the others, but they didn't. And then why... Why? Well, I don't know. I don't know. What is it not a bit of... You see, she was right... To, fo to want to follow the rules and she is the only one, you know. Everybody who yes, didn't follow the rules gets killed. Yes, but right? I mean, so in the end, it's rightful that she does. Yeah, but if you think about it, like, if again, I don't have a huge problem with this movie um, as, like, from a feminist standpoint, except for the really emotional woman. Yeah. Um, but the, the, um, the thing that is most annoying to me is if they had cast... A, a man in the role of Ripley and like let's say he didn't survive if they wanted a woman to survive let's say he didn't survive but w Ripley had been like she Sigourney Weaver had played any of the others and yes. that one would have survived basically so let's say they cast a man in this role and um, they would have disrespected his orders instead would people have believed that that they would disrespect uh, because she was I don't know. Uh, uh, she was supposed to be what in her late 20s as well so yeah. would they would they have i don't know actually i think we might have had to watch the other alien movies as well because mm. obviously after this this became a big feminist kind yeah. of 
cult thingy mm-hmm. and then they made Alien 2 and 3 and in those she is really a power player mm-hmm. and they love her for it obviously yeah. that's how she's you know in 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 geek world she's you know so well known and they love her so much um because she became this feminist mm-hmm. role mm-hmm. um so i think we have to do another episode Probably, and watch yeah. the the others yeah. but i'm spoiler alert to Micah, mm-hmm. they're worse like horror wise uh, <laughs> because obviously they came uh, later <laughs> so maybe it's not a great idea maybe not no but no like general the only the, yeah again so the the thing is again she she is she acts like a man so in the other she's also cool and collected yeah mostly in the third one she's actually a clone of herself and mixed in with alien DNA and she's so cool Jeez. and yeah and very strong and mm-hmm. she kind of all the men that are playing in the movie she she kind of yeah just they they, <laughs> they don't matter <laughs> they don't matter at all and uh but they put they wrote this in specifically yeah. to make it a feminist point yeah. that she's so yeah. strong and one guy tries to play basketball with her and obviously loses but gets really nearly torn apart by her <laughs> yeah so it's it's you know, I think they just saw. Oh, the, this is this people is, like this. It was an accident, right? an accident. This yeah, is they feminist, didn't mean to make but this people feminist. like it. Yeah, let's make the others even more so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. I I like it more than Lara Croft, though. Yeah, you know? more than Lara. Definitely more than Lara Croft. She was a better, um, more realistic figure. Hero. I think. I yes. think she was probably one of the most realistic. In the ones we watched, in the movies we watched. Yes, because we also watched Little Women. Exactly, the new version, because there is an original one. But yeah, no, from 2019. We watched Little Women, and I think the characters in there are quite, you know, they're quite um, realistic as well. Um, They face different issues, though, because it's a different century. Yes. They face a lot of different issues, and it's more of a coming-of-age... They say it's a coming-of-age movie for four different women, and they do all have different characters, which I find really well-made, because it showcases that, you know, we're we're not all the same. Yes, we're all different. That was good in that movie. So this is in the uh, 19th century, a mid-19th century that Little Women is set. Um, And what struck me the most was... um, I hadn't seen any. I hadn't seen this movie before. I've seen the old one, or even yeah. read the book, and then uh, and I just it struck me from a music business or entertainment business standpoint. Mm. Um, well, no, from any business standpoint, that women in, for a long time, for centuries and centuries, were not allowed by law to. Yeah. Do to be to have a profession and to make money. So they weren't they, even allowed to own anything. They weren't for allowed a long to time. because they were actually owned. property. They were property. They were property. They were sold with their dowries. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably where all this, all, all of this um, male, you know, possession kind of feeling that mm. we still have nowadays yeah. comes from, because we just weren't allowed to go out and be independent and make money. Yeah. So it how? wasn't seen as it w- it wasn't seen as proper, 
right? Yeah. And and it's like why? Because they didn't think women had minds. They thought they were only there to cook, to clean, to have kids. It, basically, the purpose of a woman was to um, run the household. Yes. So the man would get the money and um, and own everything and the woman had to usually even ask before she spent any money on anything like she'd maybe have some pocket money given to her by her husband every week or month or something which when you think about it we do that with children now because they don't know how to spend money they don't know how to be fiscally responsible and they thought the same of women because they thought oh you know they're frivolous um mm -hmm. they spend a lot um and and they don't know how to... That's actually talked about in the movie with uh, one of the characters, the one mm. Meg, played by Emma yeah. Watson. Spoiler mm. again. No, <laughs> I, we should stop saying this because oh, we're yeah, going to put it in the title. Yeah. <laughs> um, that she buys uh, some material for a dress, which actually they don't have money for. Yeah. But because all her friends are buying new material and dresses and stuff she kind of feels left out and yeah. also obliged you know peer pressure by her yeah, friends yeah to to do it and then she gets into trouble with her husband well into trouble they have a discussion mm -hmm. and he's like i can't afford this you know they actually have a very nice well from what i've seen they have a good relationship yes so yeah so that's great but uh, on the other hand they're not allowed to make their own money and they have to kind of depend on you know um they're kind of gold diggers because they have to yeah yeah marry, you were saying this yeah marry a wealthy husband because otherwise well you're going to be poor your whole life and yeah. and you know you you want nice things as well mm -hmm. and 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 also you know you need somebody if if you're going to have children to be, to able, be able to, to pay and pay for the children yeah. for um food basically mm. um and i thought on the other hand people are saying oh you need to make something of yourself to these women but how can they? They're not allowed to. But, but who they said have that to? to them? The ant. Really? Yes, the ant said you need to make something of yourself. But she always said you need to be married. You need to yes. marry well. And that's what she meant. Also, but... Well, yeah, but so you have to like look successful so that right. men will fall in so, love with yes, you. Yes, because and want it you. was also expected of women to be accomplished, and I'm using air quotes, um, because um, they had nothing else to do. So they were like, oh, you have to be accomplished in piano or art or singing or any or painting, sort of, yes. or like stitching, you know, like doing needlework or whatever. You had to be accomplished. Um, and and um, I guess technically if you were rich if you came from a rich family and you were the daughter of a you know rich couple you had the time and the luxury to be able to like learn yes. all these things but the family that this follows they're not super rich they're not poor by any means of in that time they're, they're just portrayed as poor but middle they're not. class yeah i would say yeah. they're normal so they do have food but yeah. they don't have uh, a, a large amount of money to go out, uh, for example, to even buy a piano. Yeah. So you know. It's, well, I mean, a piano was like it's super very expensive. expensive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still, kind of is. Yeah, but back then it was like ebony and ivory. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So and then what? Also, the aunt says what I thought was very interesting is so on the one hand she's saying okay so you have a couple of options, or you get married to a wealthy guy, mm -hmm. or you. Get rich yourself like I have, she says. And the only way you can do that is by being on stage. 
So basically, or running a whole house, or running a whore house, and she said, yeah. which is basically the same thing. So she is saying, or you you are, um, you you get a wealthy husband, mm-hmm. or you use your body. So in a whorehouse, you're using your body, or on stage, you are also yeah, yeah. using your body to get men to kind of throw money at you and mm. become rich yourself. Yeah, but it's all by the grace of men. Because they had all the power. And it also shows that, uh, because this is re- based on real life, this is not like Alien, like a, um, a sci-fi movie, which is, you know, not real. Um, this is actually a period that has gone by and we know about it and they were portraying real life back then. Yeah. Um, so what strikes me is that they make the analogy of if you're a female artist, like singer or something on the stage... You're basically a whore. Yeah. I mean, that that I, that wasn't new to me because I watch a lot of um, historical um, stuff, like period drama, etc., etc. Um, but yeah, that used to be the, the common kind of thing because it, opera singers, back then it was ma- mostly opera, um, were actually often mistresses of some some wealthy bachelors or guy yeah some wealthy bachelors or politicians or they something, would have yeah. them um pay for their house basically you would keep a mistress in a house somewhere and the more high-end she was so the more like if she was an opera singer you would have to keep her in a good house in a good square somewhere um and um you would basically pay for her life hence the wealth hence the yeah and uh, you'd get to sleep with her so it's like basically yeah so if you if you wine and dine her and and pay for stuff men think they are they entitled. have they are entitled to sleep with her yeah the, the, and i think it all stems from well i don't think i'm pretty sure it all stems from all this history that we have like yeah. thousands of years of history of being oppressed by various things mm. um religion comes to mind yeah and um yeah having to just do what men you said gatekeepers, yeah. which I like. So very much. I, you were talking about because oh, there's a scene in the movie where um, Joe, who is probably the most actively feminist character in the movie, because yes. she's very independent, she refuses to marry um, her childhood friend because she she loves him as a brother, and yeah. he was unable to see the difference between that love and other love so he thought he was leading her on when actually she was just you know she was just treating him the same way she would treat a brother or a sister yeah which still happens by the way all the time and people call it oh it's the friend zone i'm like no i just yeah. you, you can't change yeah, how he you was feel. in the friend yeah. zone so oh <laughs> he was friend zoned hard um so basically um she is a writer So she actually goes to New York to also get away from this guy because she's broken his heart, but also kind of to write and to get her stuff published and to be independent and to earn her own money. And um, she was working as a governess. So she was teaching children and then she was writing um, on the side, basically. And at some point, pretty much at the end of the movie, there's a discussion between her and her editor. Her publisher. Her publisher, right. Her publisher, who is a man, obviously. An old man. Old white 
man. <laughs> <laughs> With like the beard and the glasses and everything. Yeah. So yeah. And you said that conversation for you was very striking, right? Because they had this very open conversation kind of about uh, copyright. About copyright. And um, publishing deals and yeah. etc. So, um, oh, how did we come to this? You said something. Well, oh, you said I gatekeeping. Was, yes. I was wondering if that conversation actually was written in the book. If anybody has written the book, please comment. I need to read it. I'll read it, yeah. Um, so, it was the copyright conversation written in the book or was it an actual conversation in real life that we know about and we put in the movie? Or was it the movie people who said, we need to make this more transparent for uh, the mm. larger public because mm. uh, the music industry and entertainment business in general yeah. um, and anything to do with copyright and all of that is and publishing is is very is not transparent enough and people don't know how hard it is for the actual artists to uh, get money how easy right. it is to yes. actually just cheat them out of their money yes. as a publisher as yeah. a label as a whatever else in you know mm. in, in the corporate music industry but the artist is always left stripped bare and mm. I thought that conversation was so interesting like why is this in this movie It did it yeah. really happen did it not is it a point that the filmmakers are making we'll have to look it up yeah um, because uh, at the end of the day basically what happened is um, he was like she wanted an advance because she wanted money yes, for she her wants work, money right? For her family as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And he says, "I'll give you five hundred for the copyright." The copyrights. She's yes. like, "What?" And then what he explains the it. Yeah, and he explains what the copyright is. I don't think. Yeah, a, the a publisher is, would actually would, explain. Would they actually explain it? Because once he said it's the right for kind of like sequels and blah 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 and here and there and putting mer uh, well, merch, but at the time they still had using, that as well. Using your um, characters for like sequels, yeah. republishing, yeah, reprinting, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly. Yes. And um, she was like, "Well, that sounds like something I would like to. I should actually oh. keep. Yeah, I would like to own." Yes. Um, so she was like, "I'm not doing that, but I want an advance." And he was like, "You can only have it if you sell your copyrights." And she was like, "Well." I'm not doing that so and then she starts haggling over the price of her royalties which by the way he was only giving her 5% 5% of royalties after he had already recouped all of his um, things which is very normal in the music industry you get not 5% but like record yes. labels will only start paying artists after they've recouped all the money they've put into it so your advance also the price of the song that they had to pay, yep. a, 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 you know, I mean, I'm talking song wise. So mm. book is the same. So yeah. he had to pay. You have to pay a, a myriad of people around you. The producer, the mastering guy, uh, the photographer for the your marketing. artwork, the the Photoshop guy who mm -hmm. does the, the, the thing for your artwork and the marketing and the uh, social media person. The instrumentalists who are the on your track. The instrumentalists, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All these people are paid by the label and... Mm -hmm. Once they recoup all of the costs, then they start paying from the th stuff that comes in. After that, they mm -hmm. start paying you your X percent. So, one, it's a long time after. Yeah. So you 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 don't get paid immediately. Two, except for the advance. except for the advance, mm -hmm. yes, which is um, basically your own money if the song goes well. So yes. they're giving you your own. They, it's like a bank loan. Be yeah. Yeah. People don't know that if yeah. they don't recoup even the advance, that you're actually in debt to them. Yeah. So this is a big one for me because mm -hmm. as an independent artist, I've been 
you know, um, trying to learn about copyright and publishing rights and all of the rights that music uh, has. And it's a it's a big puzzle and spiderweb, basically. Mm. And it's really not transparent. And uh, I only know this now because I'm an independent artist. Can you imagine um, somebody who likes music, who listens to the radio every day, but works in pharma? You know, I mm, don't know. Mm, or works mm. in a store. They don't know about all of this. No. And they think that I'm an artist and because I'm... I have a song on Spotify that I'm making a ton of money yeah. and I must be so rich because I'm an artist. But that's not true. No. That's not true. Only if you're like in the high stratosphere of Lady Gaga, Katy Perry place. Yep. Yep. And it's and, and that's why I thought it was so important because people only and that's also what they say in the in the movie uh if you don't write about it people won't care about it yeah but people don't yeah. care about this so you shouldn't write about it no that's not true exactly if you don't put it in a movie then the broader public doesn't know doesn't about know. it and they also don't know. doesn't care yeah, about it exactly that's so, why i like the copyright yeah. so the 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 there's two things i want to say about this um so the one is the gatekeeping we were talking about gatekeeping because the publisher is a man and we were thinking about how this is still the case today. There are, there are several levels of gatekeeping going on in any sort of industry, but most of these gatekeepers are men. Most of them are white men. Most of them are above 50 or 60 years old. Yes. Right? And people don't realize this. So, like, if you try to get on the radio, for instance, you're met with not one, but probably two or three white men. A myriad. Uh, yeah, a myriad of white men who all have to say, oh, yes, this is okay, or no, we don't like this. And um, a lot of the time, there's also there's something called, what's it, a radio? Um, um, uh, oh, you know, they push songs to radios. Um, yeah, there's a, a radio plugger. It. Yeah, a plugger, exactly. Ma mostly so, male. Mostly male. And they then know all of these people, so they're buddy-buddy with them. Yes. Right? And it's all that is like they they it all stays in the same kind of system so like record labels who have big artists they get their songs on the radio no problem because they have all of these connections they're all buddy buddies and they, exactly and they want to keep it all in the same kind of circle of money it's clear it's not about the music i mean yeah yes it's radio music and you can hear that it's specifically made for radio yeah but still if you are outside of that and you have a great song that could be mm. you know if they're playing this justin bieber song why aren't they playing my song yeah, yeah. it's because you're not in the buddy buddy system yeah so it's it basically there's a load of gatekeeping going on and it's still to this day mostly men and that is very frustrating so that I think was very well portrayed in then. It also shocked me a little bit that it's still, it made me think about how it's still the case today. Um, so that that was one big thing. But 150 years later, it's still the right? same. Right, 150 years later. And we're still having repercussions from women being property. Yes. Right? Um, but another thing I wanted to say about the movie is that none of these women are portrayed as acting like men. Even Joe, yeah, they were all she's independent, like but yes. she also has a streak of kind of being very um, strong-minded and 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 kind of having uh, having this conversation with her mother, where she's like, "Why do I sometimes go into these furies where I don't care about people?" Not in a way that it's like, "Oh, she's being a bitch." 
No, not at all. No, it's just kind of this is a character trait she has, a character flaw maybe, but a character trait. And none of these girls, uh, little women, were being portrayed as being men in any way, shape or form. But all of them were strong in their own way. They were very much a bunch of sisters being... Yeah, a bunch of sisters. Yeah, and that was like the yeah. in between. Yeah, that, but that if you was... think about Amy going to paint in in Paris, yes. and she turned him down because she didn't. You said this was great. Yeah, she turns down the guy who actually asked her sister to marry, to marry first, and um, even though the the youngest one has loved the the guy Laurie, um Lori the guy yeah. yeah uh for her whole well basically since she was a teen since the family met uh, Lori um she says look i you know you chose my sister first and i've been kind of second to my sister all the time and i i will not kind of be your um your consolation prize yeah yeah but she does end up marrying him, though. She do- we don't know what happens in between. I think, um, again, the books probably give more clarity. Um, but yeah, I think she she was strong in a different way. They, were, they all yes. had their own characters and they all acted together as sisters. And it also shows sisterly love so S- well. Yes, uh, women together that, yeah. you know, can support each other. Even though they're different. And don't have to you know be portrayed as backstabbers or yeah. don't have to do that all the time to each other wow yeah that was a lot jeez okay so um yeah i guess quick quick kind of summary lara croft acts like a man doesn't really act like a woman ripley a little bit better a little bit better um in that case because there are parts of her that do actually seem more like we would react yes um Little Women has its historical problems, but portrays the characters really well. Does portray women as they are. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I'm an only child, so I cannot comment on mm. the fighting <laughs> and, you know, just like being all on top of each other and being like, ah, no, that's mine. Yeah. I, I can't, you know, that's not I really I can me. relate. I, I have a brother and a sister. Oh, there you um, go. So, yeah. So I, I couldn't relate to that, but just because of my family situation. Mm. Uh, but for the rest, they were all pretty normal yeah. women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was great to Which see. Which was great. Yeah, exactly. So um, I guess uh, that's all for today because it's been a long one. So thank you for tuning in to Unboxing Women. Make sure to leave your thoughts about this down below. I'd love to know, you know, I mean, we'd love to know your discussion on yes. this. Like, it'd be so great. Be sure to connect with us on our socials, which you can find in the show notes. Send us a DM or let us know your personal experiences with the hashtag SuchABitch. Or uh, are there any more movies we need to watch? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and don't forget to support your favorite artists through merch or donations. My name is Micah Rose and I've been chatting with Donna X. Tune in to another episode of Unboxing Women next week. See you then. Bye.